0: Welcome to A Look Through the Lens, a Psionics podcast. Welcome to A Look Through the Lens. I'm your host, Sean He. Accuracy is something that is relatively important in all industries, but there are some industries that rely completely on accurate information. And my guest on the podcast today lives in that world. I am, of course, talking about the domestic case manager for White Cell Investigative Services Incorporated, Scott Stover. Scott, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it's my pleasure. Can you talk to me just from the start about the critical importance of resolution and visibility in what you do on a daily basis?
1: Absolutely. You know, the thing about it is you just said that that, that we work in the investigative industry and, you know, it's not at all like uh, Magnum PI and, uh, and and Sam Spade and all those folks from our past. It, it We do rely on technology, whereas in the past it was just a kind of a gumshoe approach to where people would just go out there and and start beating the bushes to try to find out information but you know in today's world man we have to uh we have to compete with all types of technology and to do that we have to use technology and i'm going to tell you what this psionics camera is one of those
0: things how much of a difference can a new piece of technology really make in your day-to-day
1: well it can uh it can make or break the case. And, uh, and I've got an example of, uh, of just such a case, um, that we've just completed using this technology that we, that we've just learned about, um, the, the Sionix camera, you know, it, I can't say enough about technology and how it helps us every day to do a better job, not only for the client, but also for the attorneys that w- the client has as well.
0: Well, let's talk about that without going into too many details how hamstrung would you have been in this recent case if you didn't have this technology that you have now? Would you have been able to finish it?
1: I like to say that there's no such thing as impossible. Impossible is just a word that uh, it really just describes how uh, difficulty level <laughs> that, that we have in something. But I would say that that this particular case that we just worked at, which it was an infidelity case, in fact. And, and in the state of South Carolina, which in, is the case in many states, we have to get two pieces to the puzzle. One of them is, in, is inclination such as a handhold, or uh, somebody holding a door for somebody, paying for lunch or dinner, or a kiss or a hug, which those are the kinds that we like to get because it really shows an impact. Now, the other piece of the puzzle we have to get is opportunity, meaning that they have spent some time behind closed doors together. Now, I will say, in this particular case, we would not have gotten the information that we needed or the evidence that we needed To solve this case, it just simply couldn't have been done uh, without this type of technology.
0: One thing I find really interesting is just in the state of South Carolina, there are probably what, a a thousand private investigators, give or take? Uh,
1: Yeah, I would say uh, right in that range, thousand to twelve hundred, somewhere in that range that are actually active right now.
0: And uh, they're all active on cases that are really surveillance based. So this is your bread and butter. That's correct. Ninety
1: percent of what we as private investigators do is surveillance-based, uh, something called subrosa um, uh, surveillance, which just means simply, if you translate the Latin, it means um, beneath the roses. Um, there's a whole long list of why it's called that, but that's what we do: is surveillance without somebody knowing we're watching them, and um, you know that that's ninety percent of our business.
0: How much does form factor? affect the usability of a piece of technology when you need to be casual in your appearance?
1: Well, that's a great question. The uh, we, we want to be as covert as possible. We don't want people to know we're the private investigator. We're not like the Magnum PIs who drive a red Ferrari and, and wear Hawaiian shirts. We want to blend in with the environment. Um, using technology that will help us blend in is very important. Now, as you know, video cameras can be any size. Uh, we have video cameras that are as small as a, a thumb drive to go into your computer or as large as a standard camcorder, which is, I don't know, probably the size of a uh, a large coffee cup or a little bit bigger. Now, I'll tell you that it's super important for us to be able to have a camera that we can simply slip into our pocket and go unnoticed and then be able to pull that camera back out and use and then put it back in our pocket without drawing a lot of
0: attention. Now, you work in an industry that deals with trust in varying degrees. Tell me about the level of trust you have to have in a piece of equipment before you're willing to use it out in the field.
1: Sure. Well, like I say, we work we work just like attorneys do. We we work with a client base who are in a crisis. Everybody who comes in our office is in a crisis. And we have to be able to trust our equipment to get us through and get the shots that we need because we need some very specific shots of people, um, whether it be video cameras or whether it be any other type of device. We have to we have to be able to depend on our technology nowadays. Um, uh, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, people don't take a uh, people's word for it. Even if it's on an affidavit, sometimes they want to see the photograph of evidence. And uh, so that's
0: very important to us. You have quite a bit of experience working in public safety industry. Um, including prevention and enforcement, uh, both the federal, state, and local levels. Uh, I was really impressed with the uh, history he had in crime prevention through environmental design. I want to talk about how this type of technology is not limited. Pretty much any point in your previous career, you probably could have benefited from having something like this.
1: Absolutely, Sean. And then you're speaking of the my previous law enforcement experience and background. I am a retired law enforcement officer. Spent my 25 years in public service. And now I'm in the private sector. Um, but back there in those days and the folks that are still doing that job today, you know, they need all the techn- technological help they can get, too, because not only does, does it work for us in private investigation, it the same technology would hold true and work the, just the same for um, for law enforcement. Now, speaking specifically of of crime prevention through environmental design, which we don't have enough time to talk about that to even delve into it. But I will say that This type of technology uh, in a fixed position, um, such as having the sensors or cameras in a fixed position where they could monitor things at night would be very beneficial in crime prevention through environmental design because basically what we're doing, what we're talking about is changing the environment to make things safer and less crime ridden just by changing the environment. But this technology would certainly help not only in, in vice and narcotics who are doing surveillance, but also with the detectives. And you know, what? At the right price point, I could see a patrol officer having something like this in their vehicle on any given night, working night shift to be able to see into the shadows, whereas right now they can't do it.
0: If you had a wish list, which I'm sure you do, what would you like to see next?
1: Oh, wow. You know, I would like to see a fixed camera that would be low profile that we could hide in shrubs, in flower beds, um, and it would run for Two days. Um, it could be a motion sensor type, or it could be a steadily run, uh, twenty-four hour, around-the-clock camera. But I would really love to see this ca- this technology used in that type of camera. It would definitely help our industry. It would also definitely help the law enforcement industry as well.
0: Nobody ever suspects a garden
1: gnome. <laughs> you know, you're exactly right. And you'd be surprised the things that we put cameras in. Um, it can be from a coffee cup to a sprinkler head. and uh, But if we could have this type of technology, these sensors that the uh, Aurora camera uses, if we could have those type sensors put into cameras that we could put into garden gnomes or into coffee cups or sprinkler heads, that that would that would set us apart in this field to be able to catch the evidence that we need for our job
0: now as a man of integrity and someone who believes in fairness and justice i'm pretty sure you would never have used this piece of technology to cheat at hide and seek with your kids <laughs>
1: No, but you know what? You just gave me an idea. So I think I'm going to
0: try this tonight. I'm enabling bad behavior. I apologize. Speaking about using this technology in an unconventional way, have you seen it used or heard of this being applied in a refreshing or sort of different way that you would not have originally thought of using it?
1: You know, we've thought of a lot of ways to try to use this technology. That's one of the things that, that we do in this job. is We're constantly thinking, we're constantly brainstorming, sitting down with each other, trying to find new ways of using it. But you know, when we first saw this technology, it was used uh, primarily uh, for hunters, also for um, for boating. Um, now we're seeing it used more and more in the in the uh, activities. Um, you know, people who are very active, whether they're whether they're fishing or perishing shooting or uh, boating or what have you, we're just now getting to, to the point of where we're using it in, in our industry. And I would like to just, I would really like to see it used more in our industry. And I think that we can market it in a way to, uh, to be beneficial, particularly at the, at the uh, correct price point.
0: What trends are you seeing on the horizon that have you feeling very optimistic?
1: I see our industry using this more and more frequently. We've already uh, we became dealers with Sionics uh, just recently, just back in October, and uh, we've been marketing it to our industry. And I see a lot of things happening. Um, I see that th- this type of technology is going to be used more and more and, and is readily more readily available than we've had in the past. You know, I see a lot of good things happening with this type of technology. Um, there's a lot of so-called night vision that's out there. But because of the clarity that we see with this technology, um, it just, for our industry in particular, it, it's going to be something really good for us in the future, as it already has been in, in the case that we've just talked about earlier in our industry. We like to, we like to shoot guns. We like to go biking, hiking, rock climbing, skydiving. You know, when, when you're talking about law enforcement industry and or private investigations, we like the excitement and that's what keeps us going. So not only do I see it being able to be used in, in our, in our business, but I also see it, uh, it being used in our hobbies as well.
0: I know one of your hobbies is hide-and-seek, so I'm going to wish you luck in that tonight. You know, don't cheat too much. Just give them a chance, right? Or at least the 10-second head start.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we would have to do something like that because uh, using this technology, I can see in the shadow areas where I couldn't see before.
0: Today on A Look Through the Lens, it has been my privilege to have a conversation with Scott Stover, Domestic Case Manager for White Cell Investigative Services Incorporated. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really have enjoyed this. Thank
1: you, Sean. So have I.